Hello, this is Michael Owens with Here Come the Irish, and you're watching The Two Irish Brothers Show. Go Irish! What is up, everybody? I am Irish Benjamin. And I am N.D. Sean. And together, we make up the two Irish brothers. So, welcome to the show. Today is the unfortunate Notre Dame versus Cincinnati recap. Um, so, just going to start off. Cincinnati comes away victorious, snaps our 25-game home win streak, beating Notre Dame 24-13. to Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, I know. We're both kind of left speechless here, aren't we? I'll tell you one thing, Ben. All day today, I have had one of the worst headaches one could ever imagine. And you know what the funny part is? It wasn't even about the game yesterday. You know what it was actually about? I can take one guess. Oh, you your 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 guess would be correct. Um, our fans, the quote unquote realists. Yep. And believe me, uh, they were all over the place yesterday, all over on the Facebook groups, all over Twitter, even on our own Twitter. Had a couple of guys uh get rid of us, unfortunately. But um, I don't know, man. It's just all I can say is this to all you realists out there, hey, you won. You got what you asked for. I'm sure you and all the haters had a beer together yesterday all across the country. Um, you know, because let's face it, guys, a Notre, a Notre Dame realist fan and a Notre Dame hater are really one and the same. Because if you're if you're one that has no faith in the team whatsoever, you constantly call for the firing of the head coach and all that crap, then you're pretty much a hater. And we've heard this all the time, Ben. We've had people come on here and say, and it was even the case yesterday. People will be like, oh, I've been a Notre Dame fan for 30 or 40 years. I have, I am an alumni. I've given this much, this much money to the university. Blah, 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 blah. Let me tell you something. I don't care what you are. If you turn your back on the team and just get ready to bail because things get a little tough, you're a crap fan. You are a fair weather fan. And there's no room for fans like that in our fan base. So there's my rant on the idiots in our fan base for today. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, and, and the issue is, is that it's been a long time since Notre Dame has done anything. And I've noticed that complaints from fan bases of teams that haven't done much or won a championship in a long time. And the longer it goes, the more people get curmudgeonly and the more people get angry and desperate for said title. You know, um, I'm a Dolphins fan, and it has been a longer time since Notre Dame's won a championship than Miami has. And believe me, the fans are awful when it comes to expectations when it comes to um outlook on team and all that so anyway well let me just say this real quick this is what i think and i got a few uh, pictures up here that i this is what i think the fan should really be angry at 
That is the stadium from Nebraska in 2000. See all that red? This is from Georgia in 2017. And these are not road games, people. That's our stadium. And this is from yesterday. Now, granted, I'm not going to be dramatic here and say that this is the worst that I've ever seen. I'm not going to compare it to those other two games, but this is pretty bad. I mean, that's really bad. It just goes to show that all these people who are the quote-unquote realists and complain about the team, and these people complain when the team was winning. So there's nothing ever pleasing these people. Yeah. But it's like, don't basically what it is, it's basically what George said. People who buy season tickets, and when a big game comes to town, they try to make a profit. But yet they're, they're the first ones that will go and complain when the team doesn't do well. Right. And that's what it is with a lot of our fans, I think, is it's like what George said, too. They, are, they have this entitlement mentality. They think that they deserve a national championship, that it should be handed to them, when really the fans have nothing to do with it in terms of on-the-field performance. Yeah. No, it's it's like if you want that national championship as bad as the players do, then why don't you support them? Why don't you quit complaining when they actually win? Quit complaining when they make the playoffs. Yeah, you're not owed anything in this life. That's no. The way, that's the way I look at everything. But, and I'm not saying people don't have the right to be disappointed after a loss or when things don't go well. I'm not saying that. I'm angry too. But to completely dog the team, dog the coach, which there are some on the coaching staff that do deserve it after yesterday, don't get me wrong. And we'll get into all that. But if all you're going to do is complain, 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 just leave the fan base then. You're not owed shit. And I agree, it's been a long time since a, a national championship or a major bowl win. Hell, a major bowl win, last one of those in South Bend was the 94 Cotton Bowl. So, yeah, yeah it's been a while. It has. So go ahead, Ben. I, I, I didn't mean to ramble. No, it's disappointment all around. It is... I'm disappointed in the fans. I'm disappointed in the team. I'm disappointed in the coaching staff. And, you know, it, it's it's everything. It is it is absolutely 110% ridiculous how this game went. Okay? You knew. You knew that Cincinnati was going to bring everything to the table in this game. They had two weeks to prepare for this game. Okay? Two weeks. And you better get ready. Because the next four games are teams that have two weeks to prepare before the Notre Dame game. So if that's going to be the excuse, then it's, then I don't know what to tell you. You know, I mean, I, I honestly don't. Well, all I know has been the difference between us and a lot of the quote realists is we can be critical of the team, but you know what? We're not running away from this team. We're going to have their backs through good times and bad. But you know what? They deserve the criticism after yesterday, players and coaches alike. And all, all I can say is this. You are not going to win shit when you turn the ball over three times Yeah, on offense and special and teams. It is something that we stress, or I have stressed, every video I have ever made about Notre Dame or my Dolphins or whoever when it comes to football. It is. You have to win the turnover battle. You have to, okay? I take away one of those touchdowns from Cincinnati for our defense, giving up a touchdown, okay? You take one of those touchdowns away, 
Okay, now it is 17 to 13, and it's a four-point game, and you have a chance to win this game. Okay, because Cincinnati started on their first – the first turnover they got of the game, they started on, what, the 10-yard line? I think it was in, Going, inside the 10, yeah. So, okay, our defense is literally backed up against a wall. Well, I mean, so there's a touchdown right there, and there was. I mean, Desmond Ritter – did what he had to do and scored a touchdown, you know? So if you don't win the turnover battle and you make dumb mistakes, you are going to lose the football game. You are going to lose it 99.9% of the time. Oh, and that, let me tell you something. That first, that first interception by Jack Cohn, <laughs> what was he thinking? Right. What, what, what are I'm you doing? In, I'm going to get into this. I'm you were going, going – yes, please, let's let's talk about it now. You are going down. Take the damn sack. Don't try to force something to make it happen. It's not so, there. You had – that right there killed the, any momentum that we had. That – when it turned out to be the, the theme of the game, on that one drive, that one play right there. Started off the ball rolling, and the ball didn't stop rolling downhill after that. But <clears throat> I was a Jack Cone – I guess, apologist at the beginning of the season. I thought that this is our guy. This is the guy that deserves the the nod. This is the guy that's got the most to prove. This is the guy that, that will lead us to, you know, where we need to go. And that's an undefeated regular season. Okay. Jack Cohn hasn't proven it to me. I'm so, I mean, and I'll admit that, you know, people can say, oh, you need to admit when you're wrong. Okay. This is me admitting it. Okay, Jack Cohn has not proven what I wanted to see at all. Not taking, not just taking the sack and throwing interceptions, one. Okay, constantly running into pressure as opposed to away from pressure. I don't get that. Like, I just don't understand. Like, I don't get that. Like, a guy is rushing you. What makes you think that you are going to, to be able to get away from him by running towards him? You're not Derrick Henry. You are not Cam Newton when Cam Newton was at Auburn. Like, I'm sorry. So, something's got to give. Well, I know it was – the comparison was right there yesterday. I hate saying this. And listen, I'm not dogging Jack Cohn, but when you look at how he played yesterday and what Drew Pine was able to do yesterday, and we've talked a lot about the offensive line. Everybody's been talking about the offensive line. Look what Drew Pine was able to do with the that same offensive line. Right. I mean, you and look at his numbers. You look at Drew, Drew Pine's numbers. They're not the sexiest, but Drew Pine was able to find his way out of, out of trouble. Yes. Yeah, and that's my thing. It's one thing if every single quarterback that we have on the roster struggles with this offensive line, then, yeah, it it's clearly the offensive line. The problem is there. We need to address that problem. What's going on with Quinn and that line? I mean, I'll get into Quinn in a second, but – Okay, you see Jack Cohn struggle, and then, yeah, Pine struggles a little bit just because, yeah, the line isn't the greatest that we've had at Notre Dame in the last few years. But then he does what he needs to do to take care of what needs to be done. So it's like, why is it that the quote-unquote younger guy with less experience is outplaying the older guy? It's very simple, and we said this earlier in a in a before the season even started. Pine has been with that been with this group of guys for the last year and a half or so, because I'm pretty sure he was a, um, you know, an early graduate out of high school. He filled but, in for for Ian Book at times. Yeah, 
Not He's not fine. very much. No, but. not very much. But we did see him from time to time. I mean, we did see him. We actually saw him um, in the Alabama game last year. So what I'm getting at, what I'm getting at is what we what we said once before when, when we were figuring out who was going to be the starting quarterback. Drew Pine has the edge, and his edge is showing because he has that more kept the more chemistry with the team the more chemistry with the receivers, the running backs, and so on. It showed yesterday. It showed uh, last week against Wisconsin when he came in. So as much as I like as much as much I like Jack Cohn, I think it's got to be Drew Pine going forward because he's it given us to. the most – it has to be. He's, to. he's given us the most consistency, and yeah. we can't have this every week where now, we're seeing three quarterbacks. Buckner is going to be a great quarterback. He has shown flashes of greatness throughout this season when he's been put into these situations. Okay. He just has to learn more and people fail, you know, and a lot of people are not hard on Buckner and, and I get that. But what I'm saying is, okay, you have to remember that Buckner didn't play any football for a year and a half until the first actual week of this season when it was actual game speed. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, yeah, he's going to make some bonehead decisions. And guess what? You're at a different level now. I mean, college football is different than high school, and pro football is different than college. It's a fact. It you is. Know? So the speed is just faster. I mean, you got guys, everybody that's in the NCAA at a Division One school is there for a reason. You are not always going to be going up against a NCAA Division One FBS-level athlete when you're in high school. Sorry. Oh, it's you just know, a fact. It's just a fact. Do I want to see Buckner moving forward in future years? Yes. I think that he is the future of this program. I think that that he can do things if he can tune his game to the way that it needs to be. He could be going for a Heisman. Easily. Easily. But wow. right now, right now, it is the Pine Show. Okay? If I'm the coach, I am benching Cone out of two things. A- the team responds apparently better to, to Pine than it does Cone, A. And B, your performance is bad right now. You haven't performed well enough to Notre Dame standards. So now you take a seat and get better and then come back if you can. But let it be a lesson. Yes. And, on, mean, that, and on that note, Ben, we're going to hear this word from our sponsor. Ugh, I always hate that. A word from our sponsor. I'm Terry Bradshaw. When I want to pass, I go to the pocket. And when I want a good chew, I go to my pouch of Red Man Chewing Tobacco. To me, the flavor's the best and it outlasts the rest. Because that ripe, tender leaf tobacco has a rich flavor that's welded in to last longer. So put a pouch in your pocket. <laughs> man, that's Red Man. America's best chew. <laughs> and you're talking to two guys that don't smoke or chew. <laughs> yeah. But I thought it was good because it's Terry Bradshaw, man. He's a legend. But yeah. go ahead with your go ahead with your point, Ben. I didn't mean to cut you off if I did. No, but I mean it just it sends a message. You know, I, I don't know how many people have been watching the end of this season in baseball, you know, but everybody's been focused on, you know, this final final day. Today's game 162 of the of the MLB season. We have our playoff set. You know, it could have gone a different way. It didn't. But two days ago, in a game that didn't really matter, you know, two teams that had no shot at making the playoffs, okay, 
a guy for the Marlins hit a fly ball, and he's a youngster. He's a rookie. You know, I, I you know I get it, but hits a fly ball and doesn't run the ball out. Like doesn't run down the first base line, tag the first base, come back. Okay, doesn't run it out. So, what does Don Mattingly do? the The next inning, when it's time, you know, to send everybody out, guess who's getting pulled from the game? Yep, that player. When you're and, not putting up the effort, yeah, you're out. You know, and it's it's with Cone. Okay, I'm not saying he's not putting in the effort because he is putting in the effort. Okay, but. You're not doing what you need to do. You're making stupid mistake after stupid mistake after stupid mistake. And Brian Kelly's pulling you mid-game because he can't trust you. Well, and also, Ben, in, in addition to that, it's a it, it, this is all just a mixture of bad things. That's all that it was yesterday. It was things that we've said. Because people think we just coddle this team and that we don't give criticism. It's not true. But what are we going to get at just screaming and screaming all day long? Right. You know? But we we've said numerous times that if you don't fix these problems, that these problems that have been that's the only consistency the consistency that I've seen are the problems. Yeah, and and, see, and but it's like if if you don't fix the offensive line, everybody's going to pay the price for it. Your quarterback's going to pay the price. Your running back's going to pay the pay the price because they can't get their games going. It, you can't run the, the coaches can't run the playbook properly if you're not getting blocking. So. Right. Come on, you have to learn from your mistakes and fix the obvious problems. And hence, Harry, hence uh, Jeff, uh, Jeff Quinn. My disappointment is because it's Cincinnati. Okay, my disappointment with this is because this is a team that Notre Dame is better than. Okay, you know, yes, Cincinnati beat Notre Dame. I will, you know, I'll, I'll give you that. Okay. But top to bottom, Notre Dame is the better team. I'm just going to say it, Ben. We gave so, the game away yesterday yeah. with turnovers. We so, gave it to so, them on a silver platter. We made Desmond Ritter, the, the big mouth, look like a freaking superstar. Right. And see, my thing is, okay, a loss is never acceptable in my opinion. Okay, I don't care who you're playing. You know, okay, if you, it doesn't matter if you're playing, you know, Alabama or you're playing – Freaking Bowling Green that's 131st in the country right now. Okay. Oh, losing is unacceptable. But, okay, but it is more understandable to see a team like Alabama do what Cincinnati did yesterday than Cincinnati. If that makes sense. No, it does. Well, it I does. I would be less disappointed with Alabama because, I mean, come on. Who does Alabama lose to? You know, I exactly. mean, what, they get one loss every couple of years. I mean, right now. So, I mean, you know, you lose to Alabama. It's like, well, everybody else did. So, I mean, you know, it's. Well, no, it's, here's I'm what. I'm angry that we lost. But yesterday, I said it. Okay. I, I said it to you personally. Yeah. There is nobody on this schedule. Nobody. Nobody on the schedule that should beat Notre Dame. Nobody. Okay. Nobody. Not North Carolina. Not Southern Cal, not Cincinnati, nobody. Not Virginia Tech, nobody. Okay, and you know, I mean, if Cincinnati got lucky and it was like a twenty-four to twenty-three victory for Cincinnati, you know, and they got they won like on a last-second field goal. Right. I mean, shit happens. 
it, it happens. You know, I, it, unfortunately, that happens. Okay. But it didn't happen that way. It was you were outplayed. You were outcoached. You were outmanned. Why? Like, did the team decide to not come on the bus yesterday? Like, I don't know, Ben. All I know is it's it's like when you when you make these bonehead moves, it's this is what it all comes back to is turnovers. And one of them being as you're heading into the end zone for that go-ahead score that could have completely set the momentum for this game. And then on top of that, you know, you have Chris Tyree fumbling a, ki- a kickoff return, which gives them, you know, better field position. I think uh, they only came away with a field goal. They had a couple of missed field goals as well, which thank God their kicker sucks. Yeah. And then uh, the, what was the other tur- what was the other turnover? Was it a fumble interception? I I think it was interception. Yeah, but it was it was a really it was a ba- oh no it was Buckner yeah Buckner Buckner's interception because he and got it, clobbered and it Buckner's was, yeah. interception Buckner's interception was not his not his fault because he literally got hit on his blind side and he was literally hit as he was throwing the ball if he had comp- like had actually thrown the ball it would have probably been a completed pass on that play Cone's interception was an interception and it was on him because he just did a bonehead mistake. Buckner is literally getting ready to launch the ball, and then he's clobbered. Yeah. You know, but it's still an interception. I mean, the, the offensive line made that happen because the offensive line didn't give enough protection. And the most vulnerable spot that we've seen guys get very severely hurt on the blind side. Yes. And you I'm know? not, and I'm, I'm just going to say it. I don't blame this loss on the defense. The defense no, did their part because when your defense is on the field constantly because either it's yeah. a turnover or a, a constant three and outs or yes. even on especially on the kickoff return when your defense was just out there, I'm not shocked if they were gassed. This game really, I'm not way uglier if it wasn't for the Notre Dame defense. The Notre Dame defense won the Wisconsin game and kept Notre Dame in this Cincinnati game this week. They did their job. All the problems are pointing towards the offense. The bright spot of this team currently is the defense. I'm sorry. It is. You know, now it's embarrassing, in my opinion. It's embarrassing that the offense can't get it going. There is no reason that Notre Dame should not be putting up easily 40 points a game. There's no reason. We also let's talk speed at wide receiver. We have, in my opinion, the two best running backs in the game. Now, you wouldn't know it. By our offensive line play, and I'm glad you brought that up because let's get let's get to talking about Jeff Quinn real quick because I know I knew you wanted to. Here's the thing: I'm not saying that Jeff Quinn is not a good coach, and I get it. He's got a young offensive line to work with here. Some first, you know we lost four starters to the to the NFL last year, but it's got to be a case of next man in. He's right. got to yeah. figure something out to bring this group together, and I get it. They're on they're on their fourth. They're on their fourth string left tackle. But you're if you're that good of a coach, you find a way to make it work. Yeah. Yeah, no. And 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 if you want to be great, okay, not good, not like, you know, we 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 win 10 games and make an NY6 bowl. Okay, it is if you want to be great and go undefeated and if you're Notre Dame, sorry, you have to go undefeated. The world's against us. Yes. I mean, we're hearing rumblings of, okay, playoff expansion and them saying, okay, well, Notre Dame would not get anything better than a five seed. 
because they're independent. Okay, so that tells you everything right there. That tells you that the world is against you. So if you want to be great, then it has to be next man up because I can give you multiple examples, multiple examples of situations where next man up comes in and next man actually makes a difference. Okay. Yeah. Or um, next man d- continues right where let's the talk first about, guy left off. Um, Ohio State, Michigan. Um, I think that was about 11 years ago when a little guy that was a freshman named James Laurinaitis came in in the Michigan game because the starting captain snapped his ankle on the second play of the game. And guess who had an interception in that game? Laurinaitis. Hmm, a freshman. This, by the way, the son the son of a road warrior animal, yes. the late road yeah, warrior, warrior animal. Ended up getting drafted by the Rams and playing his whole career with the Rams before retiring. Yep. He was one of my favorites when the Rams were still in St. Louis. Anyway. Yeah. Go on. Keep, keep going. It's next man up. We see it with Alabama. We see it with Georgia. We've seen it with Clemson, Ohio State. Okay, LSU. Oklahoma. National title. We've seen it with Oklahoma. Okay, what is it, Jeff Quinn? You know, and to me, it's like, okay, if if this is how it's going to go and you can't have guys ready, then that's a problem. I'm sorry. I mean, if I were to put out that kind of performance at my job, do you think my job would keep me? No, absolutely not. You know, and, and while we're on the topic of assistance, let's talk a little bit about Tommy Reese here. Oh, and Tommy Reese, don't even, I mean... Go ahead. You go ahead. You know, I want him to I want him to succeed. I want every coach and player that comes to us to succeed. But he's got Tommy Reese, he's got to stop. He's got to start open up that playbook a little more and figure out a plan. Like, okay, we got the line the way that it is. Let let's figure out a, a game plan here to work around that. Well, see, he's not doing it. See, let me tell you something, Sean. I don't want him fired. I'm not like that kind of person, but you got to fix your shit now. Well, I'm like this close to saying Tommy Reese needs to go. I'm like that close. So anyway, there have been multiple situations in the NFL this year, okay, for all the fantasy football players. You'll know what I'm talking about, where you know that this defense is going to be bringing the blitz a ton, okay? What do you do to beat the blitz? Exactly. Exactly. Quick out routes, quick passes, ball coming slants. out of the hand immediately. Slants galore, dump offs real quick, all that. Get guys out on the perimeter, you know, all that. Are we doing that with Tommy Reese and this offensive line? No. Okay, if you know, you know that Cincinnati is going to blitz. We saw it with Wisconsin. Hell, when you and I were at the Purdue game, we saw it with Purdue. Okay, so the way you beat the blitz is as soon as those guys are coming in, you throw it right over the top of their heads in a slant pattern. And guess what? We got guys that have speed. Yes, Kyron Williams had the long the long touchdown reception. I mean, use it. Use it. For the love of God, use it. In the open field. I mean, Braden Lindsay's got the speed to outrun everybody. Why aren't we doing this? I mean, we're average Joes on a podcast for Notre Dame that have 300 and something subscribers. And we're talking about what should be done. I mean... And, and my thing with Tommy Reese is it's not like he was one of those guys that that came into this position and had never done X, Y, and Z. He was a quarterback for crying out loud. Like, why, aren't, saw we, why aren't we passing more? 
I don't get it. Like, you're a quarterback. Like, that's your job as a quarterback, to pass the ball. Like, unless you're Lamar Jackson or or Cam Newton or or um, who am I thinking of right now in the NCAA? Gosh, uh, who's at um, Alabama? I can't think of his name right now. Bryce Young? Um, yeah. I mean, unless you're those guys, then sure, I get not passing and maybe running the ball a little bit more and all that. But, 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 but. Why? What, I I just I just don't get it. I I don't I don't get it. And right now, to me, as long as Tommy Reese is calling plays, we're going to struggle. I'm sorry. I mean, we are going to struggle. And I don't want to see this team struggle. I don't want to be the punching bag. I you know, we're on Twitter, we're on Facebook, we're on Instagram. You name it, we're there. I mean, the links are down below in this video. But I'm hearing it. I'm getting the haters. I'm and it's like okay. Can I please just have one game where we are playing a quality opponent, we beat them soundly, and we go about our business, and I don't have to hear about it? Can we just do oh. that one time? It's please. like I said It's like I said at the start of the video, Ben. We're going to get it no matter what because, first off, the haters – we, you know, I, myself, I've got, I've gotten better. To say. I get I've got, I've gotten better at just tuning the haters out. The haters, I don't give a damn about, but, but we're these games are the ones that make it hard. You know, I yes. guess there's always going to be a hater. Notre Dame's known throughout the world. But when you hear, when you have that same crap in your own fan base, you're going to hear it anyway. Cause people, you know, Dame's, got, you know, one of like seven teams that you either hate them or you like them. I get it. It comes with the territory. I'm used to it. Notre Dame could go undefeated, win the national title, and a hater would still discredit them. I get that. Yeah. Okay. But what I don't like is when we play a team like Cincinnati, we lose the game, and we lose the game in miserable fashion. I mean, we got beat by double digits. Okay. Then when the hater comes out and says, well, you're overrated, they're not freaking wrong when it's a matchup like this. I I mean – and it, it's really hard to defend the team and say, yeah, well, you know, Notre Dame had a bad day. You know, it's one thing when they're just blowing smoke out their ass. It's another thing when they have a freaking point. Yeah, and to the loser on, on Twitter, if uh, if he happens to see this, does it sound like we're just patting Notre Dame on the back and giving them a participation trophy? No, we are so, we are he- criticizing this team. And like I said, the other disappointment, and I don't know how many people are going to bring this up over their podcasts across Notre Dame podcasting world. Okay, we had a whole bunch of big name recruits at this game. Okay. Yeah, I thought this about that. loses you recruits. Okay, I get that winning is important. Okay, you want to get to where you need to go, you win games. Okay. There is no reason Notre Dame should have lost to Cincinnati. No reason. And then you lose in miserable fashion in front of these recruits. And then these recruits go to their next visit, which is maybe Michigan, maybe Ohio State, maybe Alabama. And then Alabama, Ohio State, Michigan, whoever is playing a team like Cincinnati, and then they beat them by double digits. Then the recruit starts going, hmm, do I want to go play for Notre Dame or should I go play for Michigan? Or should I go play for Ohio State? You know, they seem to really get committed to, to to taking their job seriously and winning the game. Yeah, you got I a mean, good point there. You know, it's you it's can't you can't thing. have a game like this in front of major recruits that can help you 
win that national ch- championship that everybody is uh, whining about. Like, oh, well, Kelly's been here for 12 years, and he can't get – he hasn't have a national championship, blah, 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 blah. Well, yeah, when you have a performance like this in front of guys like that, yeah, it's going to make winning the national championship a lot harder. And I hope, I hope, I hope that we don't lose those guys. It is not like I want to lose those guys. Yeah, you hope that they can see through that. You know, believe me, yesterday I was hoping to God, hoping, and I posted about it multiple times on our Twitter page, hoping that Wisconsin beat Michigan. I was hoping. Didn't happen. Didn't happen. But – I was hoping, okay? Same with that, you know? But I just, you know, I, I I don't know. And like I said, the offense is the struggle. The offense struggles have been constant this year, constant. And it's the same thing every game. It's not like it's something different. It is not like, you know... We had penalties one game and then holding calls another and then fumbles and then interceptions. It is constantly bad and underperformance of the offensive line. It is turnovers. It is bonehead mistakes. The defense tightened up. Freeman's got the defense where we need it. Yeah. I'm sorry. You know, there were a couple Cincinnati touchdowns that if the defense didn't have their backs against the wall, I don't think Cincinnati scores. I don't. No. So you could technically take two touchdowns off the board from Cincinnati, and then our defense only gave up how many points? Only 24. I mean, so. Yeah. I mean, if you take off those two touchdowns. If you take off those touchdowns, it'd be 10. I mean, so, you know, I I just, the defense has improved. They have done what they need to do to fix their problems. They have made the adjustments. They have gotten their crap under control. The offense hasn't done that. We no. haven't seen it from Tommy Reese. We haven't seen it from Jeff Quinn. I, I just I don't get it. And I hate being that guy. I hate it. But can we please stop going with the loyalty factor when it comes to coaching staff? Can we please stop doing that? Like that's the reason we have Tommy Reese. Okay. Cause he went to Notre Dame. He played at Notre Dame. He was this. He was that. Okay, instead of going, okay, well, you played for Notre Dame. We're going to give you a shot. Can we go to somebody else? Now, I'm not saying get rid of Reese. That's not what I'm saying. But what I'm saying is you put yourself in these situations when you do things like that. Yeah. And then it's like, and then it becomes hard to get rid of them. Then it's like, well, Tommy Reese, and he did this when he was playing for us. And, you know, he did go here. And it would be a really shame in front of the alums if we got rid of him and all that. And it's like – then bring a guy in that you can fire. Like, I just, I don't get it. I I just, I'm frustrated beyond frustration. And like I said, it's one thing to lose to Alabama or Ohio State. I get it. You know, they beat 90% of their opponents, 99, I probably should say. But to lose to Cincinnati the way we lost is just embarrassing. It's absolutely embarrassing. You know, I, I get to go into work and I get to hear about it. You know, and, and it, I mean, I hear about it every week. You know, I mean, it is what it is because I'm a Notre Dame fan. People hate Notre Dame. I get it. But then when it's like Notre Dame has a dismal performance and the haters come out, it's like, oh, this work week is going to be long. I can tell you that much. Here we go. Like, I want to, I want, I want to just get to the game in Blacksburg right now, but I know I have to put up with a whole I mean, week of yesterday. Shit. It was one thing that I ha- I worked on my day off from 1.30 in the afternoon till midnight. 
And then Notre Dame loses. Cherry on top. You know, I mean, it's like, come on. To Cincinnati. At home. If it was in Cincinnati, if it was like a red out at night and the the, the 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 vibes were right and all that, like when Purdue beat Ohio State with Tyler Trent in the stadium, that's one thing. But to be at home, to have the 25-game win streak, to have your recruits in the building in front of a probably a sellout crowd on national TV, everybody's talking about the game all week, and then you blow it. Yeah. This was a major opportunity for us, and we and we crapped the bed big time. And, and, and the biggest thing that, that hurts Notre Dame is the fact that now you have a slim to none chance of making the playoffs. You beat me to the punch. I was going to say, now the question is, where do we go moving I mean, forward? Okay, we dropped down. I could be wrong, but I saw. I think we dropped down to 14, from 9 to 14. Yeah. So I know we, ha- we still have seven games yet to play. A lot of season left. But I'm with you, Ben. I don't see – I see our, our chances at the playoffs being slim and none. Well, We have to hope for a lot of shit to happen. We made, we just made Cincinnati a darling. Yeah, because look, you know what? People if talk Cincinnati about our schedule. undefeated, I, I, I don't know how you can keep them out of the playoffs. I and don't the, and Yeah, and because I got to say know, this. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, and I got to say this too. People complain about our schedule being weak. After us, who the who the hell does Cincinnati play? After yeah, us, who right. do they play? The whole the whole schedule being weak thing. And here, let me digress for a second and go to schedules. Okay. I hate the whole schedule debate. I hate the oh well, who have you played or 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 you know well that team that you beat well five other people beat them. You know okay, but at the time that team was ranked, or at the time True. these teams were ranked in the top twenty five, and on and at the beginning of the season we had five. I, I hate the whole strength to schedule thing. Okay. George and I discussed that. Uh, I mean, I hate it. It drives me nuts. You know, there are so there are so little things that are in your control when it comes to schedules and stuff. It, it should not be in a way held against the team if their opponents suck. Okay. Now I get that, you know, if you play a bunch of like FCS schools, that doesn't equal an FBS school. I get that. Okay. But it's not Notre Dame's fault, like, if they were to play Clemson next week. It's not Notre Dame's fault that if they beat Clemson and then Clemson has three losses, well, it's like, well, Clemson was already losing. So, I mean, you guys didn't really do much. Yeah. So, that's my point. So, back to Cincinnati. I don't see how you keep them out of the playoffs if they go undefeated. No, you can't. I mean, you can't. And and then it, it, it and there's this crying right now, and I'm not saying it's right or wrong, but there's crying for like the the non-power five schools, the group of five, to make the playoffs. We haven't seen it yet. Cincinnati could be the first, which don't get me wrong, would be cool. And if Cincinnati got in, you know, I'd like to see them do something. That would be cool to see. You know, I, I get that. I'd love to see a party crasher, like when Boise State crashed the party against Oklahoma in the Fiesta Bowl. You know, I love that. But you know that they're going to push for Cincinnati to get into the playoffs. Oh, yes. They've got- with, we saw it with UCF. We've seen it even before this whole playoff thing with BCS, like with TCU when TCU was really good. And Utah, when Utah went undefeated and then beat Alabama in the Sugar Bowl, you know, and people said, well, what if Utah had actually been in the national championship? Maybe they had actually won and all of that. So Cincinnati's going to get the nod. Yeah. You know. And as for us, going back to that, 
I'm with you, Ben. I think our playoff chances at this point are slim and none. But, you know, that doesn't mean the season's over. We still have a chance to win out, get back get back to a major bowl game, get to the New, the New Year's Six, and get that monkey off our back. It's been a while since we've won a major bowl game. So yeah. we, have a, we still have a chance to do that. And that's nothing to scoff at. That's nothing that doesn't – people always say stuff like that doesn't matter. Yeah, it does matter. Because it's showing it, – just because it's not the playoffs or the national championship – you're still playing on a big stage yeah, and mean, winning a game like that, winning a game like that can show that you can win bro, on the big stage. Right. It shows the, the prestige it's, is there, but see, you know, unfortunately the haters and naysayers aren't wrong because if you want to ascend to the next level, you got to get to the playoffs. You got to go through the playoffs and you got to win the national title. And I don't disagree. Okay. But, but what I get like, like the season's over now with us losing to Cincinnati is crap too. Okay, you win out, you improve, you find ways to win, you get better. Okay, and then next season, next season, it is go time. It is all systems go, national title or bust. Let's get it going. Yes. So, so uh, I don't know. I don't know what else to say, Sean. I mean, me neither. I mean, we were, we've already gone forty-one minutes uh, ranting and raving about this. It's frustrating. It's. You know, and I'm embarrassed. I am. I'm embarrassed for the university. I'm embarrassed for the players. I, I'm embarrassed as a fan. I am. You know, and I'm, and I'm embarrassed of a lot of people in our fan base. Well, yeah, I, I mean, made that clear. It's disappointment all around. It's disappointment in the fans. It's disappointment in the team. And you know, we. I mean, I'm not going to sound like a broken record. You know. Yeah. But I got you. But yeah, I mean, got to move forward. Notre Dame falls to what is that? I four think four, it was four, four and one, and I think we one. dropped to fourteen. I think you know fourteenth in the poll, and you know what? I don't care. I don't give two shits about polls. I I really don't. I mean, the only time I care about it is when it's the playoff rankings. That's yeah. the only thing. I mean, right now, anything can happen. Like I said at the beginning, like I said, everybody looks vulnerable. The only team right now that I do not think looks vulnerable is Georgia. I'm They've sorry. been playing some great football. I mean, Georgia has been has been lights out. I right now I have them winning the national title. I think that they will finally break their streak. 1980, I think, was the last year they won a title. It's been a long time for that fan base. That fan base is rabid. You know, I'll give it to them. I've seen but, them up close and personal. But I mean, Florida lost yesterday. Uh, Oregon lost yesterday. You know, Ohio State has one loss. I mean, the only three teams that have looked anyway somewhat decent is Alabama, Georgia, and, and I hate saying it. I hate saying it. I hate it. Michigan looks really good, too. And I freaking hate saying it. <laughs> but they do. Yeah. So I just, you know, and I'm not I'm not saying that's, that's an excuse for Notre Dame. I'm not. I'm not. But. Anything can happen. So that's what I mean by rankings. Rankings don't yeah. mean jack. Don't mean jack. That's, that's true. I got, I'm out. I'm done. I got nothing else. Yeah, same here, dude. I mean, it was our, yesterday was our first setback, and we can only focus on going forward from here and just uh, do our thing and just uh, hope that things can get figured out and we ha make a push at, uh, at the NY6. At the, at the very least, I should say. At the very but least. Just, yes. But just I'm sorry, the playoffs are looking slim and none after yesterday. Well, yeah. Yeah. But there's that that slim is still there. I'm going to hold on to it, but it's not looking good at this point. We have to have some bedlam. Yeah, but we'll we'll focus on that as the season moves along. But on that note, I am ND Sean 45 or ND Sean. We got rid of the numbers. <laughs> I am ND Sean, and I am Irish Benjamin. 
And as always, God bless, good night, and win or lose, go Irish. Go Irish.